Thank you for joining us on our very first episode of Kansas City Food Memories, where we take you on a trip down memory lane and reflect back on some of our favorite restaurants from the 80s and 90s. Now, because this is a rebroadcast of a live radio show, I have the opportunity to correct a couple of uh, mistakes that I made on the first episode. I we were so excited about getting started on this, I forgot to introduce everybody. My name is Robert Dunsing. Uh, my wife and I, we own Best Regards Bakery and Cafe in Overland Park. We are entering our 30th year, and we absolutely love it here in Kansas City. My co-host to the right is to the legendary Toby Tobin from the Toby Tobin Radio Show, and um, he'll be assisting me with the show as we go along. And I have two very special guests today, uh, both are longtime customers of ours at the bakery I've, I've had the pleasure of getting to know. Jeff Tui is a uh, food professional here in Kansas City, and he's gone down the rabbit trail with me on dissecting recipes and things like that, and I think you'll really come in handy with that. And then Maria Odell. She's a lifelong resident of Kansas City and a huge fan of everything that has to do with Kansas City. Her and Dan Odell have what I consider to be the best real estate team in Kansas City. If you have any questions regarding real estate, look up Group Odell on the internet, and they will take fantastic care of you. Here's the show, and don't forget that this is a taped show, so do not text or call in when you hear that prompted. Thank you. Good morning and welcome to Kansas City Food Memories, the first ever episode. Do we call it episodes or what do we call this? I'm not sure yet. Yeah, it was, well, we're going to do a live show. <laughs> I'm thinking about this. Yeah, it's every, every Saturday from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. But we're also going to save it as a podcast, which you refer to those as, pod, as um, episodes. So if you happen to miss an episode... Um, or a sh live show, you can go back online and catch that and see what old family um, familiar uh, stories you missed out on. But the, the whole purpose of the show, as it's called Kansas City Food Memories, is we want to talk about some of the, our favorite memories from the 80s and 90s. And I've had people in the last two weeks ask me, why did I pick the 80s and 90s? Well, it's a lot of us consider the 80s and 90s to be the golden era, the golden age of the local family-owned restaurant. And that's um, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and eventually we may get into it. But, you know, that's – and it's – I don't want a list. So when we open up for callers later, I don't want a list of restaurants. Anybody can Google that. That's that's history. That's that's academic. What I want to hear about and what we all want to hear and share and and live with you are your favorite memories from those restaurants. Um, I'll give you, I'll start off with one of mine and then I'll let Toby give his, but I talked about this. Um, we teased this in the last couple of weeks, but, um, when we moved to Kansas City in the early or about, uh, mid eighties, one of our favorite restaurants was Annie Santa Fe. And we used to go to the one on the plaza and the one, um, Oak Park mall, but we, we loved it that back in the eighties, that's when Tex-Mex really started to catch on here in the United States. And we love that. But Sherry had a specific lunch that she always got. And that was the Annie's salad. You remember that? Came in the great big taco shell that was deep fried and filled with the salad. But they had a dressing that was called Annie's sauce. And we absolutely loved that. And we'd get an extra bowl of that. And I'd use that, pour that on my whatever dish I had and use that as a, as a dip for my chips. But after a while, and this is before I really became a foodie, I'd ask them, what is this? How do you make this? What makes it so special? And they gave me the answer. And I walked out of thinking, man, that's really cool. I'm going to have to try to make that. We go eat a month later at a different restaurant, ask the same question, I get a different answer. And then I found out that every time I went, they were just giving me answer. They had no intention of telling me what was really in that Annie's sauce. Well, now here I am, what, 30 years later, I want to figure out what that is. So besides, so if there's anybody out there that knows how, what the recipe is, or if there's anybody out there that worked at Annie's Santa Fe during the 80s and 90s, I want to talk to you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out how to make that Annie's sauce that went on the taco salad. So I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll work with myself. I'll bring one of my friends in. Uh, one of my guests, Jeff, we'll, we'll tackle that, talk to the chef, master it, figure it out. And then instead of just having it at my place, I own a little bakery and cafe, I'm going to find a restaurant in Kansas City that will carry that Annie's sauce, you know, for about a month. And so that way, um, any of the listeners out there, if you want to relive that dish and get that, you can be able to go to that restaurant and enjoy it. And I already have one lined up for that, too. So I'll be able to do that. It has to be more than a month. Well, well, we'll, we'll yeah. negotiate. Well, see, I can't. Hey, we don't negotiate. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 we're bringing in outside people. So if I go into a restaurant on Southwest Boulevard that has been around for 30 years, 
I you got you got to hook them first. You know, just say a month first, and then when they see they have you know a couple of thousand people come to the restaurant, they'll keep it. Then they'll keep it. All right, but we gotta, I might go along with that. Well, well yeah. Well, I mean, we got we got to start. Uh-huh. You got you got to hook their interest first. Okay. So we'll do that. We'll get a bunch of help. Now, for those you listeners out there, a uh, little bit later we'll open up for calls. But something new that Toby doesn't really do. Um, we have a text line. So if you hear us or I make a mistake on the name of a restaurant or a dish or where it's located, go ahead and use the text line. And the text line is the same as the phone number, which is 913-586. Is that it? 7798. So you can just text into that number. So you can just send a text in, say um, uh, what it is. I've had a few people already um, sending me um uh, messages on on the different restaurants, so we'll bring those up as we can. Do you have memory, Toby? Well, you've heard my memory. Well, what's that? Well, back in my day when I was in the dating time, <laughs> I had a friend come in and he, or we got together, and he says, "Well, how's dating now?" And I said, "Well, I can't believe how expensive it is." And he says, "Well, I have a girlfriend that works for Mobile Will, and would you like me to ask her if she knew someone that was frugal?" And I said, yeah, that might be a good idea. So two days later, I get her name and phone number, Eileen Joe. Yes. Uh-huh. And I called her. And it's on Tuesday, and we're going to go out on to dinner out on Friday. And I said, uh, there was a particular restaurant down in the plaza that I liked. And I said, would you like to go to this restaurant? And she said, well, I was just there for a business meeting. And I said, okay, well, is there a restaurant that you would like to go to? And she said, well, how about the Kona Kai? And I thought, oh, boy. I said, okay, that's fine. So we go to the Kona Kai, and the maitre d' there, we're walking in, and she's a little bit ahead of us, and he looks up to me, and he says, man, you are having a great week. She was the third date there that my week. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, she's the one. (laughs) So sometimes being recognized isn't always a good thing, right? (laughs) And she was the one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that that was one thing that was different back then. You know, it's when they're family owned, you know, they they recognize you when you come in. Mm -hmm. And that's just, you know, from the business standpoint, that's nice. But as a consumer, that's it's just nice. Yeah. You know, you don't have that anonymity that you have in big national chains. And it's just sometimes, you know, they'll give you a hard time. But that's it's fun. It's fun. I miss that, you know, in some of the places. And we try to reconnect. Your place is just like that. You give people all kinds of trouble. Well, yeah. Well, I do. I'll be honest. I do that. (laughs) But but, I mean, the the whole purpose of the show was really inspired by our customers, you know, at, at our bakery. And it's just um, I, I, I jokingly say I have never had an original thought or recipe of my own. Everything I've ever done at the, at our bakery and cafe have come from stories from our customers. Mm-hmm. And it's just cause when we first moved there, all we did was bakeries, just cookies. And then we ended up doing bread because I had to, cause we had an amazing bread oven. So I figured out how to make bread and, and Toby said, well, you're going to start doing lunch. I said, I'll never do lunch. I've never wanted to own a restaurant. I've never dreamed about it, and I know nothing about it. And then one thing led to another we did, but then I didn't know what to do, so I would talk to people. I'd say, okay, what, what do you miss? You know, what's something that maybe your grandma or your aunt or your mom used to make that you haven't had in years that you'd love to have again? And so I'd, every single thing I've ever done started from somebody's story. And so I'd get all that, and the, both the guests that I have here, you know, I've had those conversations with them here. At, back at the at the bakery. And that's kind of what the whole point of the show is, that we have so much fun doing it. And and, and in all fairness, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I, I will give you grief. I'll treat you like family, you know, and things like that, and it'll be fun. But, you know, it's, it's just I want to hear those stories. So Jeff, um, I've known Jeff for a while, and um, he's a fellow food nerd. We went into a deep dive, and I think we spent, what, three months going into um, – Figuring out how to make uh, beef short ribs. Oh, at least three months, right? Yeah, yeah at least three months. <laughs> and um, uh, there was a, a famous uh, barbecue person down in Austin, Texas that we obsessed over. And it's what we wanted to figure out how he did th- different things. Yeah, I, I want to go ahead and tell what we, how we got, got into that. Oh, too many secrets in that story, Robert. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, quintessential te- Texas brisket. How do we yep. do that? And how do we do that in? in Kansas or Missouri. Um, 
I made a pilgrimage down there. It took three days. Went down, visited with my son, stayed in a seedy hotel in downtown Austin, waited in line from 5 o'clock in the morning to get that brisket. Yeah, and tell them where, we, where you went. Who, Franklin Barbecue yep. in Austin, Texas. And the crazy thing about it was after a three-day adventure like that, and, and we spent $200 on lunch, um, it was how, worth it. How early, did, <laughs> how early did you get in line? About five thirty, six o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, we went to in the morning. Donut the second they opened and grabbed a couple donuts and went and got in line. When did is, they open? Um, it was like 10, gosh, 30 or 11 o'clock. They opened at you 11. You were there at 5 o'clock? In oh, the yeah. morning, yeah, for lunch at eleven. Saturday's beef rib day, and if you're not there early, you don't get the little the golden ticket for the beef ribs. So, yes, it's it's a tailgate party, Toby. Yeah. Okay, people they, they provide lawn chairs. I mean, everybody lines up. Uh, you, you drink beer at the wrong time of day, just like a Chiefs game, <laughs> and you meet a people from all over the country. Cool. The first time I was there, we were the fifth or sixth people in line, and right in front of us, the people that were number three and four, uh, there was a proposal. Uh, it, it's that kind of experience. Well. And by the time you get up to the front of the line, you know, the anticipation is so crazy that you you can't stand it. And you just almost cry when you see these guys slicing that brisket right in front of you. Mm. Um, And and you learn the secrets. And the secrets are, you know, their brisket's ready at 1030 to serve at 11. It doesn't sit around all day. Um, It's perfect. They've got guys that have been there overnight for the last 10 years perfecting the process. And, you know, there's a lot of secret youtube videos about oh they sneak a bunch of beef tallow in there when you're not looking and like but it's just beef salt and pepper (laughs) and and post oak and to have people produce that kind of product from those simple ingredients it's like yeah i want to know more about that yeah Yeah. so i went in i did his entire master class series and bought his books and i've been there three or four times now and uh Robert talked me into sitting in my backyard all night one night <laughs> trying to replicate that brisket. Uh, my son spent about $50 to ship a box of authentic Texas post oak from Houston up here so we could like really authenticate this experiment. And you can get close, but you know, you're never going to top the master. Yeah. Uh, there's one brisket in town right now that gets really close. Harps. Uh, yeah, Tyler yep. Harps, Texas-style brisket. That's as, in this area, that's as close as you're going to get to that Texas. At? Harp started out doing pop-up every weekend at Crane Brewing. And he just recently opened a restaurant basically almost directly across the street from the brewery. Yeah, so he he has an actual retail location now. um, that that, that We'll look up. I'll I'll put it up on the website next week. Yeah, it's in Raytown. But but okay. he's but what he's done he's captured the whole spirit and what's really funny is that you know the, this whole point of the show is going to be talking about eighties and nineties but down to Franklin Barbecue he captured what I think makes the eighties and nineties so amazing so Franklin Barbecue so he's famous he's done TV shows he's done like PBS or KP, KCBT he's done uh, the Master Series where it was a series of six classes an hour long showing exactly what he does that's primarily one thing beef brisket. And then he gives away all the secrets, but he could he sells out, you know, by by noon. Yeah. You know, he doesn't open up a second location. He doesn't open up for dinner. He wants to do one thing. He wants to do it extremely well, and he wants to meet the customers. Okay. You know, that's those are all things that kind of, um, I think, real, uh, that's a common thread. Does he only do brisket? I know he does a few other, but okay. brisket's what everybody wants. Okay. I mean, brisket's do, what you're there for. Yeah. They do ribs. Tur- their turkey is crazy. Yeah. They, they Turkey breast, they smoke the turkey breast, and the secret of that is after they're done, they just drop them into a vat of clarified butter. Yeah. Whoa. So yeah. the turkey's never dry. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the, but, the, but the brisket, I mean, that's the holy grail that yeah. everybody goes for. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and that's something all over the country they try to, they try to duplicate. There's a place down in Fayetteville, um, Johnson, Missouri, Fayetteville, um, called Wright's Barbecue. And that is the best brisket I have ever had in my entire life. And, he's, and he said he does it exactly like they do in Texas. He goes down there and buys their post oak. And I got one of those logs from Jeff, and I went and sat down and I talked to Deadwood about that, you know, about you know the specific variety of oak down there. Mm-hmm. Is there any difference? And, you know, it's possible that it could you know, but it's it's a fine tuning thing, and he's one of the people that talks about the the ground pepper. You know that you want the aged pepper. You don't want that's where I first learned. It's like, well, if that's true for him, not using fresh ground pepper, I wonder what it does with my biscuits and gravy. And it's just you know, so you can learn little tidbits, even though he is not giving us all the secrets. You know, I mean, there's some there's some technique there 
that that's involved in making it truly amazing. You know, there's airflow, there's temperature, there's all kinds of things. Hmm. But what I mean, that's kind of getting off the track. But that's what's amazing about what he does. He figured out what his mission in life is. He stays true to it. He loves what he's doing, and he's and he's not going to expand or or do anything like that. he has no no desire in doing that. So that's you know so you know Jeff and I that's one of the things we talked about. So when I get a recipe, so when I get I've already got a copy of this, uh, of one copy of that Annie sauce from Annie Santa Fe, you know, so I'll see if I get another one. I want to talk to a chef or two, but then Jeff and I, we're going to sit down and I haven't asked him yet, but I'm assuming you're going to, you're going to be willing to do that. It's funny how you talk me into things. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll sit down and we'll, we'll tackle that and quite try to figure out how to make that. But it's, it's, to, you know, and, and Marie and I, we were talking about this too, you know, in any field of business, good is easy. It's not really that difficult to be good, but if you want to go from good to amazing, I mean, it's what five, ten times the work. Yeah, you know, to and be just able to that last five, ten percent, right? A- absolutely, it's, because you have to. A lot of times, you have to change everything that you do to get from to get to good. If you want to make that next step up, you got yeah. to start over from scratch. This cookie took him three years. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's well, a good cookie. Yes, yeah. it's <laughs> good. a really good cookie. Good cookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Maria, what's your favorite? Well, uh, favorite cookie well, well, or no, memory? No, no, no. Memory. Okay. So, so, okay, you guys are a little bit different. We'll come yeah. back to Jeff in a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, Jeff didn't grow up in Kansas City. You did grow up in Kansas City. I did grow up in Kansas City, Robert. And it's it's funny because I'm, I'm one of seven kids. And I'm oh number five in the line, right? So when we went to eat, it was a big deal. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, I, yeah. Mean, they're, I mean, I'm of the era. Like, that's when... That's when fast food started to, well, I mean, you know, there were hamburger joints, right? And there yeah. were pizza places, like real, like, I remember the first Pizza Hut, right? Right down oh, yeah. here on Limwit. Yeah. And that would be like a go-to um, for a special occasion, right? When you're taking seven kids out. <laughs> but it's it's funny because um, going out for us was, I mean, that's where I discovered like cafeterias and yeah. buffets, right? Oh, yeah. And that's how... You fed seven kids back in the day, <laughs> but it's it's funny to me how like some of those places they were like um, going to Disneyland. I just remember just seeing like the the buffets and the the desserts, right, and all the all the extra things and and the people that doted over you when you had you know seven kids trailing behind you. Oh and, yeah, yeah. So um, it's funny because like my mom was an amazing cook, like. She could knock anything out of the park. So we ate well at home, but we always had people around our table, too. We had neighbors. We had cousins dropping in. She was always preparing food for the neighbors, right? And, and, you know, you talk about food memory, and I think everybody just has that special connection and what food means to them, right? You could take out, you know, chasing recipes and... And trying to um, just duplicate like an experience you had. I mean, that's like something that touches your soul. Oh, absolutely. It like is soul, soul food, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that's what makes that's what makes food so wonderful is when it's shared and you've got just like a great chasing down like who does this with the wood, yeah. right? Like <laughs> how do we duplicate that? And I've 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 got this theory that like some of those recipes, some of those, some of that food really is just, it was like the seasoning of that pan that came from that kitchen or that, or that barbecue pit or whatever. And so sometimes we can't really, really duplicate it, but like the chase is so fun. You you can't do it because there's, there is magic involved with old food and it's just, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's the 80s and 90s was a transition from – I grew up in a poor family. So, you know, when I was a little kid, we would only eat out maybe three or four times a year, you yeah. know, down to Wichita. Yeah. And so I remember going to Angelo's for Italian mm-hmm. food, and that yeah. was absolutely amazing. But when we traveled, you had to eat out right. so you'd be able to do that. But you're talking about the magic. I know it. Um, my um, – Sherry's uh, grandma, uh, there's um, uh, Grandma Lyra that made uh, uh, tortillas. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we tried to copy it. Some, that somebody videotaped it. Somebody do that. And by gosh, nobody's been able to make tortillas as good as Grandma Lyra did. Yeah. You know, and and some some secrets are lost forever. Yeah. But but some of them I think we can recreate and stuff yeah. like that. But so what's yeah. a restaurant that 
that you do remember going out to? Well, there was, like I said, there, I remember as a little kid really being like enthralled with the Forum Cafeteria, oh, yeah. which was downtown, like right on Main Street. And it it just seemed like to me like like Disneyland because, okay, downtown was my backyard. So I grew up on, on the west side of Kansas City and we spent a lot of time downtown Saturdays, you know, and you saved your bus money so you could grab a hamburger at Smacks or you could, you know, whatever, or stop in at the forum for a dessert. And um, like, those are my earliest memories. And yeah. I was little. There was a couple uh-huh. of cafeterias. Toby, who do you remember? Uh, some of the cafeterias. Remember uh, Wade's Cafeteria? Mm-hmm. That was big back then. Yeah. Um, Wade's was where I used to go. Was that a big one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and they made, the cafeterias then is different from restaurants now. They yep. made food from scratch. They did. You know, back in, Jeff, when do you think that we started ruining food and doing the factory food? And Ooh, you know, put me on the hook for ruining food. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, was it, was yeah. that really the 90s when you started seeing the factory food come in? Yeah, later on chains? in the 90s. And, and we think it all got more corporate. Yeah. And, and everything had to be prepackaged. And, you know, it got down to the, you know, the Applebee's scenario yeah. of yeah, like, just know, heat up the bag. Learn how to microwave food. I remember some of those old original cafeterias. You go there, and it was because when 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 you're poor, grow up poor, whatever mom makes, she'll make enough of it for everybody. But you're eating her food, or you're not eating. Exactly. So you know, <laughs> so going to the cafeteria is like heaven on earth because yeah. I get a choice. I get up. Heck, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can have one piece of chicken. I can get potatoes uh-huh. and gravy. I can do anything that I want. Yeah. Well, and because I have older brothers and sisters, so they always had stories to share. They were teenagers, right? So they would go to, you know, their dances and they'd end up at these places, right? At, you know, tell me about these stories about like the lobster pot. And well, and you know, actually Casconi's downtown. I remember doing that. That was like a really special, they had the white linens and the whole thing right so yeah. it was it was always fun to do something really special like that but um yeah i i i enjoyed the stories of my older siblings as they share all those baby dough and lobster pot and well, all it's those funny you just mentioned that somebody on the text line just asked me what was the name of that old restaurant yeah. on the hillside yeah. that had a mining thing yeah that was baby dough's baby matchless dose. mine mm-hmm. that was did did any of you eat there you remember eating that? No. Toby, did you ever go there? No. In fact, when I was going to is when it slid down the hill. <laughs> yes. No, seriously. Yeah. It was about a week before I was going to go there, it slid down the hill. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Vinny, we had talked to Vinny. Yeah. He had eaten there a couple of times. Yeah. And, and that's um that was, at, so that was at I-35 in Cambridge Circle. Mm-hmm. And it's set on that bluff that overlooks Southwest Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And so as and I've the seen. The firework I've, display brought it down. Uh, well, that, you know, yeah. I've, I've had two yeah. people tell me that. I had somebody that came in this last week said that um, his dad did the fireworks display that hit near the building, and he they didn't know if that caused the building to collapse or to slide down the hill or not, so they never said anything. They weren't <laughs> sure. But but I also heard from somebody else who ate at that restaurant the week before, and they said the building was creaking and groaning, and they said, I'm never going back Ooh. to that restaurant, and then the next week it slid down the hill. Yikes. But, you know, that was, those were That would have been a fun dinner. Oh, yeah, that, that would have been exciting. Yeah. But, you know, so um, <laughs> I'm going to have a website starting about next week, and then every restaurant we talk about, I'm going to put a scrapbook page. So I've got a couple of pictures of the Baby Doe's Matchless Mine, and it's just, it looks like a, gosh, I, when you see it, it looks like a, a tourist attraction with uh, uh, made by a lumber supplier, mm-hmm. you know, stick lumber all, all on the outside. But So if, if any listeners out there, if you have – pictures or mementos, like a picture of a, of a menu or something like that, send that in, email that in to me um, at the bakery. I'm at, um, uh, my email address will be robert at makethemsmile.com, and I'll get that information. We'll set another one up later. Some other thing, are you going to be on Facebook? Yes. Yeah, we'll have what a Facebook. What are you going to be doing? Uh, um, I'll set, I'll, that'll be set up by next week. Okay. And so um, the podcast will be set up. It's easier to announce it after it's set up. Okay. So by when we come back next week, I'll give updates on that one. But real quick, Jeff, what was your favorite memory? Okay, restaurant. to violate all your rules, Robert. You I know. In the, <laughs> I, I expect nothing less. In the 80s and 90s, I was just a simple guy living in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, yeah. And, and a trip to the big city for the weekend always meant Kansas City because it was close enough and you could do a weekend. Um, you know, nowadays I'd throw Des Moines in that mix and oh, yeah. that kind of oh, stuff. Yep. But in those days, you know, this was the big metropolitan 
getaway for a young, upwardly mobile professional. Were you driving a Model T back then? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can remember when they finished I-29. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but, but yeah, so you know, it was always an event. And for a tourist, that always revolved around the plaza or, you know, Crown Center or yeah. whatnot. So, oh, yeah. And I can remember, you know, actually having a weekend planned and, and it would, would revolve around, well, where are we going to eat? You know, you're going to go out for drinks and have dinner. And I've, I've at times have said, well, like, gosh, we could go to the Royals game on Saturday night. But then you miss out on one more round of, you know, three bars and a, and a big dinner. So you'd skip the Royals game. Yeah, you'll probably get calls about that. <laughs> so so one of the places I remember is, is on the plaza. You know, I couldn't afford to go to Plaza 3 at that time. So um, back in Omaha, we had no barbecue per se, and we they probably still don't really. And But this sauce came out all of us one day, and it's a KC Masterpiece Barbecue Sauce. And, you know, everywhere else in America, we had open pit. And it's like this sauce came out, it was kind of sweet and tangy and just magical. I was like, oh, then finally one day, probably in a hotel room in Kansas City, one of those restaurant guides because they didn't have the internet. Oh, they have a restaurant called KC Masterpiece. Got to do that. And, you know, it was a good barbecue. And we're not going to argue about barbecue. Um, it was an upscale environment, you know, for that time period, a lot of brass rails and frosted glass and olive green upholstered booths and brick walls and. It was a nice place, and you didn't wait in line at the counter to order. You got to sit down, and they'd bring you cocktails and everything else. And to totally, you know, flip the scenario, it's not a Kansas City kind of thing. The one thing that stood out to me was their Carolina pork sandwich. Mm. And I had never experienced anything like that. You know, it's a big soft bun and a big pile of really nicely smoked pork and but this crazy vinegar and red pepper sauce and my goodness, it had coleslaw right on the sandwich. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh, mind blown. Well, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, you know, eating food was so one-dimensional, you know, with, you know, for Marie and I, you know, the food that we ate was the same kind of food, you know, over and over. You know, you didn't have Italian one week and then have Chinese the next week. You know, we were one-dimensional. And restaurants were like that. And the 80s and 90s, I think, is when we started spreading our wings. I'm sure other cities were the same, but start spreading our wings. And barbecue has an amazing history in this town. You know, we will never have a discussion about who's the best barbecue because it's best is different and it changes. But, you know, if you look at the 50s and 60s and 70s, barbecue places were one were one dimensional of what it was. But I think KC Masterpiece was I'm I'm thinking was probably one of the first ones to do it more of a restaurant. Yeah. Yes. Instead of a barbecue joint. Yes. You know, and, and that 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 created a whole new experience for some people that maybe wouldn't go to a barbecue joint. And also give you a little bit more variety. And probably before they did the restaurant that needs more um, dishes to put onto a menu, they stayed true with whatever Kansas City was. So I can imagine a barbecue joint offering Carolina pulled pork, mm-hmm. you know, on their menu or something like that. Oh, so it's, it would it would be tragic. But yeah. You know, yeah. So, I mean, it's always neat to kind of experience the first of something in an area. Cause, and it was. It was fun because it was in the plaza, too. And it was... Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, the area's uh-huh. got that magic to it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it just made you feel special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny, you said you should, you would come down here from Omaha because I remember in the 80s, we'd go to Omaha to Exarbon, right? To the oh, horse yeah. races oh, yeah. and end up at good steakhouses. Oh, yeah. And oh, that yeah. was like the highlight was going to some of the good steakhouses. Oh, steak gosh. House, oh the, the big, fantastic big, steaks. Big rib, uh, prime yeah. rib place on 72nd yeah. Street. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Anthony's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that was yeah. my, my email to Robert uh, about my memory was, <laughs> and it was really weird that in that time period, you could be on a Saturday morning driving to Kansas City and there'd be this nonstop parade of buses yeah. headed north. Yeah. All the people from Kansas City <laughs> going to the track. <laughs> going to the track. Yeah. 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 So, um, okay, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, take a break in just a couple of minutes to um, give people a chance to call in. So we'll go ahead and uh, get set up to take calls in just a couple of minutes. <laughs> that was quick. This that concludes way. this broadcast of Kansas City Food Memories. Before we take a, go to a couple of live calls, um, on the text line, somebody was asking us for the name of that barbecue place down in Austin. It's called Franklin's Barbecue. And you could, uh, first name was what, Aaron? Aaron Franklin. Aaron Franklin. You can find all kinds of free classes online and videos that you can kind of see and obsess over it. Somebody else was asking us for the name of the Texas-style barbecue. Um, was that Raytown? It's um, Harp. uh, Harps, Harps, Harps Barbecue. barbecue. 
Where, just, is, where is it in Raytown? Um, I don't even. I'll, I'll find the address. But okay. you can just. Uh, the rest of us can just Google Harps Barbecue, and he's open today. He's. I know Do he's open. What? Yeah, we'll look it up on the internet. Yeah. I know you know how to use the internet, but I we'll be able to do that. But yeah. we'll find some other information on okay. that. We're going to talk with Patty. Good morning, Patty. Welcome to KMBZ. Oh, I'm so glad to talk to you. Um, I really, really wish they would have something in the line of Polish food or a Polish restaurant. I mean, I'm 81 years old, and I'd love to go to one. I was brought up with it. And, uh, you know, pierogi and gawumki and kibasa and all that stuff. I picture a restaurant with Polish music, and it's just, you know, I wish they had something like that. I'm still trying to make them myself, you know, and I keep messing up. But I really wish, you know, they would have something like that. Do you you ever remember one being in Kansas City? Uh, I'm from Connecticut, really from originally okay. from Rhode Island, but I moved to Connecticut when I got married. Now I'm up here with my daughter in Missouri. So, you know, uh, and, uh, it's hard for me to get out right now cause I lost part of my leg and, uh, well, so I tell you I what we'll do like I used to, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, but, we'll open it up to the listeners out there. If anybody knows of a restaurant in Kansas City currently selling Polish food, go ahead and just yeah. text it in to me. I'll repeat that on the air, or I'll do some research this week. Listen next Saturday at ten o'clock, and we'll um, I'll, I'll tell you what we uh, find out on Polish restaurants in Kansas City. Oh, thank you! I love your show. I am so happy that you have this station. <laughs> well, good. Well, thank thank you for calling in. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye, Patty. Good morning, Phil. Welcome to KMBZ. Yeah. Hi. Say, uh, years ago, I had an aunt. It was my mother's sister. Her name was Jenny. They called her Jenny Red. Had an Italian restaurant at Fifth and Sherry. Uh, it started in 1938 and closed in 98. But I'm going to tell you something. At one time, uh, they had the best Italian food of anybody in Kansas City. Uh, Friday, Saturday nights, there'd be lines of people waiting to get in to eat. It was a small restaurant. Oh, gosh. But, uh, so the, the real yeah, Jenny's yeah. restaurant? Yeah, Jenny's Italian restaurant. Oh, my the gosh. The building's still there. It's at Fifth and Sherry uh, on the edge of Columbus. Oh, yeah. Park. I remember at about eight years old, because uh, I grew up in Wichita, we came to Kansas City to go to Worlds or go do something. And we went to go have dinner at Jenny's. And I just remember that was the best Italian food I'd ever had in my short seven-year life. <laughs> there there you go. I'm, I'm telling you. My, my mother worked there. A lot of my family members worked there. What was your favorite uh, you know, dish from there? In the day, huh? What was your favorite dish that they made there? Oh, gosh, I loved it all. I don't know. Uh, spaghetti and ravioli. It's still my favorite combination today. Well, did you but save any it, of the it recipes? It was quite a fixture, and everybody uh, went to it back in the old days. I mean, you know, it, it, was, it was a popular restaurant, and uh, and a lot of notables went there. Members of the old New York Yankees ate there, Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, people like that, you know. So it had some notoriety, too, uh, as far as, you know, certain customers that went there. But it was a great restaurant. And like I say, it, it, it closed in 98. Oh, yeah. That that was so. a classic. Um, I, I have pictures of the inside. I have a picture of uh, somebody sent me one of Jenny kind of running the, the front uh, front room talking to customers. Yeah. I'll, I'll post that up on the website probably next week. So yeah, it ha- was a great restaurant back in its day. I could say it was the best Italian food in Kansas City at the time. Well, if you have any good stories or a picture from your mom, uh, email that to me, and I'll add that to the scrapbook page. Yeah, sure. Okay, fine. Well, th- thank you very much, Phil. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Bye-bye. Well, that's one. I, I love that place. You know, that yeah, was probably... That was probably the first official restaurant that I ever ate in Kansas City as a resident of Wichita was going to Jenny's, hmm. going to Jenny's down there. And that was that was just that was amazing food, uh, obviously all home homemade back then, you know, just all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty neat that is that is uh, mom used to work there. Did you go there? Do you remember that, Toby? No, I don't. Oh, really? Oh. I remember that place. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was old school. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, we've got all kinds of people on on online. Uh, the Forum Cafeteria in the fifties is when it started, and they said um, that, that somebody you I think you said it was like going okay. to Disneyland. <laughs> Two people went online and said that's exactly what it was like going to those cafeterias. Neat. Okay, Katie. Good morning, Katie. Welcome to KMBZ. Good 
good morning. I love this program. It's great. I've been waiting for it for so long. <laughs> well, thank you. So you kind of like it, huh? Kind <laughs> of. It's all right. <laughs> well, what's your favorite food memory? Well, it's a wonderful memory from Stevenson's Apple Orchard. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh. What? What well, did you? What was your favorite thing to get there? Oh jeepers! Oh, everything! Everything was so good. Oh my goodness! And and the little sides that they would bring you. Oh my! And well. My my comment, my memory is about the de- a particular piece of the decor, which was splendid. Every room was splendid. But when you were entering the place in the in the entranceway, a uh, a large uh, three foot by four foot, if not larger, portrait of a 1880s or 90s boy and girl. Um, Sitting uh, on a bench, the boy has buckeyes in his hat, in his cap, and he has made her a necklace of buckeyes. And it's just so sweet and so beautiful. I don't know if you guys remember that piece, but I went to a framing store nearby uh, my house, and I described it, and she knew exactly what I was talking about. And I got a replica, and it hangs in my house today. Well, see, that's mm-hmm. that's neat, and it captures that. that. You no, know, if you remember going to Stevenson's, what made that so neat is that you feel like you were eating in somebody's farmhouse because yeah. it had the yeah. different different rooms that kind of divided it up. And and nowadays, people spend millions of dollars design consulting on restaurants on how to make give it that look. That literally yeah. what it was. Do you remember on top of your salad they had this adorable little? Um, Carrot made out of cheddar cheese. I, I, the only food I remember from Stevenson's is is their apple fritter. Yeah, that's the only oh. thing stuck on my. Mind. I, I can't get past that. The butter chicken. Oh, oh the God. butter chicken. Oh, the butter chicken. Oh, jeepers! <laughs> everything, everything is fabulous. <laughs> well, you know, the, that's funny. I was, I was trying to make a list of my dream foods that I want to solve the mystery of, and that apple mm-hmm. fritter is, is, is one that I really. Did you wanted. ever have their apple pie? I did not. Oh. That was amazing, too. Uh, 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 uh. Well, you know, with an apple orchard, you, you kind of expect that. But what was crazy is the apple fritter, you could get that any year time round. of year, yep. and it was absolutely amazing. The apple pies were seasonal, but the apple yep. fritters were not. Yep. And I've talked to people that said they've eaten apple fritters all over this town and can't find one to match. So that'll no, be... I never will. Oh, oh no. Never. Well, don't say never. Okay, so that that's my challenge number two for people. If there's anybody that worked at Stevenson's Apple Orchard back in the 80s or 90s and can talk to me about what made their apple fritters so amazing, I want to talk. I have another okay. cookbooks. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. So I'm halfway there. Yeah, we have that. Well, Katie, thank you for calling and sharing those memories. Thank you. All right, thank for you. Such a wonderful program. Yep. Do, you, do, you have, uh, do you have another line there? We have another line. Need a name. Oh, waiting on that one. So there's all kinds of people on the text line that are giving me lists of restaurants. And we don't want lists of restaurants. We want the stories. Because I can read a history book to get the list. Uh, the stories is what. I mean, you know, that was saying on, on, on Stevenson's. Okay. She remembered a picture that was hanging yeah. on the wall that just embraced it. Okay, we have the name. Helen. Good morning, Helen. Welcome to KMBZ. I am really from California. I grew up in Los Angeles, California. So I, I came here in 1999 to, to have my first grandson. And my um, son and his wife took us to a restaurant called Mrs. Peter's Fried Chicken. And I can't, I have no pictures. I have no nothing but memories. They, it was a family style uh, chicken where you sat down and they brought everything to the table, the mashed potatoes, they brought the um, <clears throat> the green beans, and they had these uh, biscuits, and they were little biscuits that were so light and fluffy, and then she had this um, like strawberry rhubarb jam Ooh. that you put on it. And I've tried to make that strawberry rhubarb jam and cannot duplicate that. There is a fella that at the farmer's market 
uh, during the summer. He he makes a strawberry rhubarb jam that's pretty close to that. But her fried chicken was out of this world. That's the only only restaurant here in Kansas. I'm I'm still here in Kansas. Been here 23 years, but that's the only restaurant that has closed down that I have a good memory of. Well, well, Helen, a, co- a couple of things. You win the award for the first person to make me drool and yeah. and, and hunger for a dish on that fried chicken. All right. So if you had to choose on that, which would you rather find out what the secret was, the fried chicken or that strawberry rhubarb jam? Oh, now you put me on the spot. Well, yeah. I'm not giving you both. I'll look for one, but I'm not going to look for both. I need both. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't ask you, Toby. You know what? I can get the jam from Mr. Bob. All right. So I'll go for the I'll go for the fried chicken. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, listeners out there, first anybody out there that remembers Mrs. Peter's fried chicken, shoot me an email this week or give me a call at the bakery and we can talk or call in next Saturday and give us some more details on that. When did they close? Um I do you mm. remember when they went out of business or when they closed? Oh man, it's been uh Oh, man, it's been at least 10 or 15 years ago. All right. Well, Helen, listen to the show next Saturday. I'm going to do some research. I've got a few people I can call. I'll give whatever information I can, and there's thousands of people out there listening. Somebody's going to know what the story was. Well, I'll tell you this. It's very easy to listen to the show because I just listened to a four-hour show before yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that that show was only two hours. It just felt like four hours. <laughs> well, it was today because Deadwood was on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you, boy, you got that right. She listens. Oh, I, I, I know Helen. Thank you, Helen. All right, be sure to listen next week. I'll see what I can find out. All right, out. have a great day. All right, Bye-bye. thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I want that strawberry rhubarb. You know, I never that like rhubarb. rhubarb. Jam sounds amazing. So strawberry rhubarb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that, that's an old school kind of treat. It'll be. Yeah. We'll we'll just see what the the hive mind, so to speak. Somebody out there knows something. Well, well, you never can't tell what's going to pop up. I have it written down. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Oh, that's yeah. no problem. All right. You got another caller? I don't have it on my screen. We got. Yeah, we have. Need a name? Not yet. We're still. Not quite on yet. Okay, good. You know, it's uh, Jeff. I, I can't remember if you and I talked about this or not, but fried chicken is a theme that that was absolutely fantastic back in the eighties, mm-hmm. and um, you just don't enjoy fried chicken today the same as it was back then. No, you don't. And you could start a whole other show about fried chicken. Yeah, you know, and why I, is <laughs> what, no, why is that? You know, I can remember have food memories. Oh yeah, I can yeah. remember on one of my trips to Kansas City. Go to the Strouds on 85th Street. Yeah, before it slid into the underneath yeah. Proust. Yeah. yeah, and it, that was a scary place when it started to tilt. Hello, but, yeah. But you walk in the front door and you could look into the kitchen and see those giant cast yeah. iron skillets where yep. they were pan frying yeah. chicken. Yep. You know, um, we in will, lard. In yep. lard. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's we the will do a specific right show just on fried mm-hmm. chicken. But you know, there, there's a couple things on why fried chicken today isn't as good as back then. It's back the chicken. Sh- uh, Well, they were real chickens. I mean, because right now, factory, you're going to hear me talk about factory foods in a not flattering way, but uh, factory chickens are just, they're nowhere near what chickens legitimately field raised local chickens were back then. And nowadays, you know, it's just, you know, if you go to the grocery store and you'll get the chicken, they'll say, what, 15% water by weight. They're injected with a saline solution. When you cook it, you've got a whole cup worth of water that comes pouring out of the chicken, okay. it's it's watered-down factory meat that doesn't taste very good. Okay. So so there are restaurants here in town that will make a fried chicken with real field-raised ra- field Amish chickens. But as consumers, we don't understand why that chicken costs twice as much. So if you really crave, and we'll talk about this when we do that chicken episode, where you can find honest Field race chickens, but we'll talk okay. about that another yep. day. We got Willie. Willie, good morning. Welcome to KMBZ. Hey, good morning. Good morning to you. I just want to talk. Just want to talk about two restaurants, but just talking about some briskets. I have a brother that sells barbecue. He calls these barbecue. He probably makes the best brisket in Kansas. Well, City. was that back in the eighties or nineties? That's it. That was uh, not not. I'm talking about now. Oh no, no, we're not talking about now. We're talking about but, do you. But yeah. now we're talking about the old restaurants back in the day. We're yes. talking about the Hitchin Post. 
on 34th and Prospect, and you had three friends on Prospect, was probably the best restaurant you want to talk about soul food well, in our community. So Hitch, Hitch and Post? Yeah, Hitch and Post and three friends. Okay, wh- what do you remember from the Hitching Post? They made the best fried chicken, <laughs> apple pie, and meatloaf, man. I remember as, as kids, man, we used to go in there and Ruby's down there on Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Good restaurants, you know what I'm saying? So it was some great restaurants in the inner city back in the day, in the 80s, French restaurants. You know, it was just a lot of good restaurants. In so the, if you in could only go back in time to one restaurant, would be the Hitching Post or Ruby's? It would be the, it would be the Hitching Post. Oh, really? What would you uh, What would yeah. you get there, the fried chicken or the meatloaf? You're only getting one. It would be the fried chicken. Okay. <laughs> all right. So do some. You do some research. All right on the on the fried chicken at Hitchin Post. Uh, sometime in the next three or four weeks, I'm going to do a specific show just on fried chicken. I want. Oh, I want man. to see what it you can find was, out for it me. Was, oh man, it's been. They've been gone for so long. Oh man. yeah, yeah. God. But you know, you know, there's people yeah. that still live here in Kansas City that used to work oh, there. Oh man, it might be some people on the radio listening because you had Mooney's restaurant by right by my. By hotel oh yeah well no no we're focusing willie willie i need you to focus (laughs) hitching fried chicken at hitching post (laughs) do some help help me help me make this show really work (laughs) find me a secret i would would love to but i'm a contractor man i'm so busy, you know uh, all right. Well, well, right well Willie, listen to us. I'll see what I can dig up for you. All right. I listen, I listen to you guys all the time. But I'm telling you, you y'all was somebody was talking about some brisket. I'm telling you, I try that, brother. Bees barbecue. Got all right. All right. Thank you, Willie. I appreciate that. Talk to you later. Brother. All right. Thanks. Bye, Willie. Good morning, Mike. Welcome to KMUZ. Hey, good morning, you two. Uh, I've listened to you two partners in crime for years. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and also, congratulations to Robert on the show. Well, thank um, you. I'm calling in about an Italian restaurant I used to go to back in the 80s, uh, one of the best Italian restaurants I felt in the city. And they, I absolutely felt they had the best prime rib period in the city. And the reason I'm calling in, Tony uh, Benedetto is Antoine's on the Boulevard. And I just wondered if any of your listeners, uh, former employees, friends, relatives, et cetera, that might know the process or recipe he had for the prime rib. Um, the guy was a real character. I, I love going in there. He wore a fireman's hat when he go around and talk to customers in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, that was my question. If anybody might know his rest, his process for making his prime rib, and that's that's all I have. All right. Well, you got. What was your name? Mike. Mike. All right, Mike. Uh, shoot me an email later this week. I'm going to do some research into that and see what we can find. Do any of you remember Antoine's? I've heard the I name. I I never ate there. All right, we'll see if some uh, other listeners remember that. Um, yeah. If any of you listeners out there right now remember um, Antoine's on the Boulevard, uh, call us call us next week at ten o'clock. Let's dig into this a little bit. I think it's interesting that the best dish at that time restaurant is the prime rib, and he still remembers that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got to be some um, something good about that. On Southwest Bo- Southwest Boulevard. Wait, now your text number is the five seven six number. Yes, it's the same same number that you call in on. So yeah, don't okay, text five eight six. Yeah, five eight six seven seven nine eight. Okay, well I did call. I did text in the five eight six number regarding this. So oh, okay, yeah, got yeah. I've, I've got about a hundred texts that came in during this hour. <laughs> <laughs> you do. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to have to. Get, I'm going to have to get better bifocals here if I'm going to be able to do this show and read the text line. So that's an great, adjustment great, I'll make. Great show. Great show. Congratulations, and whatever your folks might hear. On the prime rib would be appreciated. All right, I'll, I'll give an update next week. Thank you, Mike. Bye. Bye. You know the downside of the show. I am starving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what are you wanting? Uh, Anybody else here wants to go get fried chicken? It was fried chicken. Now it's prime rib. Yeah. yeah. Prime rib. yeah. <laughs> I am absolutely starving. Yeah. I don't know if I can do an hour. Uh, it's yeah. it's crazy. Well, you know what? It's talk about the fastest hour on radio. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, Jeff, aren't you kind of intrigued on, on prime rib? I know, right? There's oh. a process. And yeah. he, when yeah. he said that, I was like, wow, like I like prime rib and I can't think of a place that has just struck me with their prime rib. Yeah. I mean, but, think about it. I mean, this yeah. is 30, 30 to 40 years ago yeah. and he still remembers that. Yeah. I mean, that that really tells you something. That's Yeah. And there's so many different secret recipes for oh, yeah. prime rib. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, I mean, you know, from, from a chef's standpoint, you know, we look at there's there's mm-hmm. there's a dozen different ways of making prime rib. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, and I've had good prime rib. I don't know if I've ever had a prime rib that I'm going to remember, you know, 30 years, 30 from, years now. from now. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I take that there's one prime rib that I've had uh, from a place called Sierra Grill in Lenexa. We went there that mm. one time. Yeah. Uh, over in Lenexa. And that was fantastic. Because he's heard so much about their. I mean, he's, I mean, that's just mm-hmm. fantastic. He's, um, he smokes that to a degree. So it gets a little bit of smoke, but not too much, and then finishes off, you know, in the oven. You know, and he has a wood fire. So I mean, are we so, going to go there next week? Well, uh, we might have to if I yeah. can't get any answers, you know, on Mike's, um, you know, for, with, with Antoine's on the plaza. Mm. But, you know, but it, it's to have a food that's so good that, that it stands the test of time, that's, that's magical. That's magical on that one. Good. Um, it, uh, we're getting ready to close up. This is going pretty fast. Is there any memories, Jeff, that you have that you need to bring up? What, you've dredged up so many great things here, Robert. Yeah. I don't know. We're gonna you're gonna have to have a two hour show. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh, well, we'll just move Toby to start at five. Have Toby show go from five to nine, and then I'll go from nine to eleven. Excellent. Does that work? Let me check with AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's gonna want to get up All at right. two o'clock in the morning. Well, well Vinny, I, I know uh, your buddy Vinny yeah. that you grew up with. His absolute favorite restaurant in the world was Smacks. That's the smackaroo. You know, the smackaroo. <laughs> Does anybody remember the smackaroo? I do. Oh, it, it was, I do. Yeah. You know, that do you was, remember the smackaroo? Yeah. 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 My older brothers and sisters, they worked there. So oh, like, really? Was, yeah. They, yes. Did they really? Yeah, when they were teenagers. We want to get that smacks. recipe. Yeah. But do you remember what made the smackaroo so amazing? I don't know. I mean, it, it, they were just smash burgers, right? Like, they yeah, were... <laughs> but, but there was some kind of a that was the Big Mac before McDonald's yeah, had the Big yes, Mac. It was, but you know, they they I do remember they were like uh, ranched raised hamburgers. Okay, right. Yes, so yes. that was there. There was a thing about that. They had fresh, yeah. Real, all right, I hate to do yeah. this to you on as as my first guest, Maria, but you have homework now. Yes, I need you to talk to your brothers and sisters. Okay, see what you can find about uh, find out about the smackaroo. We've got to get okay. that going again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll let's see. Let's see what out. we can find out on that. So, listeners, this was the we're coming up on the end of our very first episode of Kansas City Food Memories. I appreciate everybody's participation, and for people that send in the texts, I apologize. I can't read them all on the air. But uh, you can get a hold of me during the week at Best Regards Bakery, and I'll um, I'll get your information, see what I can do. And for the callers that we had today, I will do the research. And when we start the show next Saturday at 10 o'clock, I will give updates on what I found out. And then I'll put out a further plea for more information to further, further refine it. You had a pretty good idea, Robert. Yeah, it's not too bad. And I think the people liked it. Mm. Well, good. Uh-huh. Well, Jeff, we'll learn more about Jeff later. And Maria, uh, tell people real quick, what do you do? How, how everybody, there's tons of people that recognize your voice. Well, we sell residential real estate all around the city. So this, this city that I love so much, okay. right? We get to serve people. Okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody. Bye. <laughs> that was quick. This that concludes way. this broadcast of Kansas City Food Memories. Thank you for listening to this podcast presentation of Kansas City Food Memories. We're glad you've become a fan of our trips down memory lane. I invite you to join us live on the show every Saturday, 10 a.m., KMBZ 98.1.